0: Hello, and welcome to Wagga Wheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. Hello, everyone. Um, Did you know? that the sound the velociraptors make in Jurassic Park is a recording of two tortoises of having sex on loop. Apparently. I think that's a pretty well-known fact, but I, uh, I don't know. I, I have a, a plan to tell an interesting film fact at the beginning of every episode, and this is the first one I've recorded. So I don't know if it'll be the first one that comes out, but it's the first one I've recorded, and that's the first one I'm doing. I'm starting with Amphibious Sex uh, start as you mean to go on, I think, is the message here, um, anyway, yeah, so, we've got a good episode for today, um, it's a tier list, we're gonna do a lot of those, well, I don't know, to be honest, well, I'm planning to do quite a few of them, got a few plans to do different ones with some directors, different studios, different genres, all that good stuff, um, god, I'm again. I mean, I'm just not used to recording episodes yet, um, so, I don't know, maybe I, I'd say about my week, what I've done. Well, I mean, today I've just watched a very boring England v. USA game in the World Cup. Literally just finished. Very boring, very disappointing. First 20 minutes I was like, yeah, we're going to brush these guys aside. And then uh, USA, basically the better team for 80 minutes. Or, oh, no, I've got the maths wrong. 70 minutes. Um. So that was fun. Yesterday I... Uh, uh, I just, work was—I don't know—I—I I feel like this is bad that I'm starting off by just complaining. Um, but uh, at work, I had to uh, clean up uh, a toilet full of period blood, which was fun for me. Um, obviously not fun for me. Please, please understand my sarcasm. Um, a a customer at my work um had put a I'd obviously been to the toilet, been to a disabled toilet. Um, and put the, we have like sanitary bins. So I put sanitary bin on top, laid the sanitary bin like horizontally across the toilet bowl. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So I lifted up the sanitary bin and underneath was a toilet bowl filled with tissue, blood, and a sanitary pad nicely laid on top, which was also had blood um so i had to clean that um well i mean i flushed and that didn't work so i had to get a stick and use that and that worked um but yeah it wasn't it was a it was a nice nice surprise um a little little job for me to do which was fun so that, that was that was my that was my uh what day was that that was my thursday um, I also set off the fire alarm at work, which is nice. Love that. Um, thankfully, nothing bad happened because of it. But you know, love that for me. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm yeah I'm still not used to recording podcasts yet. Um, I hope this is going well. I've just told you about <laughs> period blood and fire alarms uh, and football. You know, the three pillars of interesting conversation. Um. So yeah, I hope you I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wagon Wheel uh, Coffee Table Podcast. Um, I did decide on that name recently. I hope everyone likes it. I hope everyone gets the reference. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, during the planning of this, po- I'm just talking. I'm just going to chat now because um, I'm here. But during the planning of this podcast. I had another name in mind, Um, but I didn't really like it, it was a bit generic uh, for a film podcast and I had a a fascination with, not a fascination, that seems a bit strong, but I wanted to name this podcast after a line in a film that I like. Um, So if anyone knows the film, congratulations, Wagon Wheel Coffee Table. yeah it was i had a few i'm not going to say other ideas because if i'm not going to say the other ideas i had because if they are better i don't want to know that they're better you know because obviously i would that means i made a mistake naming it a wagon wheel coffee table um also i recently designed the um thumbnail as a thumbnail or like the icon for my podcast because graphic design is my passion um <laughs> it's really bad I did it in like 20 minutes um but you know I feel like it's charming it's not charming at all it's just text on a on a plain colored background um but who knows by by the time this comes out maybe it's all changed who knows maybe all this conversation will be irrelevant and won't want a laugh that will be um anyway let's get on with let's I'm just let's just get on with the rest of the podcast um I recorded this a few weeks ago um yeah, I recorded this a few weeks ago. I haven't listened to it, <laughs> to what I recorded a few weeks ago in a while, actually. So maybe this is shit. Um, but if you're hearing this, hopefully that means I feel like it's entertaining enough to listen to. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a Wes Anderson tier list. Um, all of his feature films. Um, I think uh, everything will be explained and all my decisions will be will be explained over the next half an hour or so. Um, So I hope you enjoyed the rest of the episode. I hope you've had a good week or a good month or uh, however long the distance is between you listening to the last episode of mine. Or if this is the first episode, I guess maybe this is the first episode that's going to come out of mine. I don't know. But whatever that time between the two episodes has been, I hope that was delightful. Um, As you can tell, um, I'm not good at this so far. Um, I'm just now rambling because I don't know how to now transition into the main part of the podcast. So what I'm gonna do is just, just say, enjoy. Right, so let's start. Um, I have six categories, um, but one of them's a little irrelevant. Um, we have number one, which I'm only allowed to put one film in out of this six selection. Uh, Damn, This Is Good, which is the next one down. Worth a Watch. Forgettable, which I think I've spelt wrong. That looks like i spelled it wrong. And Real Bad. And then the last one is Haven't Seen. But I've seen all these films, so it's fine. Um, If anything, I think Forgettable might be worse than Real Bad. Because that's kind of like a different kind of bad, if it's just completely forgettable. Um, I kind of get more annoyed by the Forgettable movies than the real bad ones. Because, come on. Forget movie. Come on, let's be better, be better. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to be doing uh, all of Wes Anderson's f- directed films, if that's English. Um, yeah, so obviously we've got Bottle Actually, Actually, I haven't put them in order on my screen and it's confusing my brain. So we've got the Darjeeling. Dar- Dar- wow, well, I've never said that out loud actually. Darjeeling Limited, Moonrise Kingdom, Life Aquatic. Grand Budapest Hotel, Friends Dispatch, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Bottle Rocket, The Royal bombs Isle of Dogs, and Rushmore. So I'm going to go through them in release date order. Um, I haven't seen, just before we prep this, this is his feature films that we're doing. Uh, I have seen The Bottle Rocket. Have I seen it? I think I never finished it, actually. Um, but... The bottle rocket, there's like the bottle rocket. There's Hotel Chevalier, which is the Dar Dargine limit Limited Pre- Prologue, whatever it's called. Uh, and then what's this one, Castello Cavalanti, I don't even know what this one is. Hmm, that's looks kind of interesting, anyway. I haven't seen it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to check if we're still recording because I am not used to this yet. We are okay, good. Okay, so. Basically, yeah, so I've told you the tiers. We're just going to go through them in release date order. Um, I've seen all these films. Um, I watched Bottle Rocket today, the the morning of the recording. Um, I'm not used to watching films in the morning. It felt very weird, but I knew I wanted to record this today, so I just thought, right, I just need to watch Bottle Rocket because I haven't watched it yet. I didn't want to watch it because you have to pay for it on Amazon, but I was like, fuck it, let's watch it. Anyway, um, the rest of them, I've only seen... I think I've seen all of them once... And maybe, I think I've seen the Grand Budapest Hotel a few times. Mr. Fan- Fantastic Mr. Vox, I've seen a few times, I think, actually. Uh, maybe I've seen Isle of Dogs more than once. Um, but the rest, I've I've only seen the one time. Um, I saw most of these when I had COVID uh, in July of 2022. Um, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, so I don't know. But, I yeah, so I had COVID in July, and I hadn't seen a few of them. Um, so, like... Dodging Limited, Life Aquatic, Friends Dispatch, Royal Tenenbaums, and Rushmore. I think I all watched, like, during that week where I was ill and off work. Um, But anyway, okay, so let's begin. So the first one is Bottle Rocket. Uh, Again, we've got Real Bad, Forgettable, Worth a Watch, Damn This Is Good, and Number One. Um, I'll decide the number one at the end. I think I'll put, like, Damn This Is Good, all of them in Damn This Is Good, or whichever ones I think, and then one of the Damn This Is Good section it will go into the number one anyway so first we've got bottle rocket now i have watched this today so this is the one that's most fresh in my memory um i did enjoy it uh but i think it's more interesting having seen his later films because you can definitely see like hints of it but it's like it's him before it was him you know because it's not i don't know it's It doesn't have the same style to the the others of his films. Um, You can see, like, little bits of it and stuff like that. Um, So, for that reason, it doesn't feel as, like, special and as uh, personal as some of his other films. Um, It's still definitely, like, a fun watch, Mm. but I did find myself kind of... I don't know, like, halfway through, I checked how long I was through, and that's never a good sign of a film. Um yeah i just it is fun and the the romantic storyline oh spoilers for all these films by the way i'm not gonna dance around anything with any of these films um the romantic storyline with inez uh, you kind of buy it because it's kind of this like play on a summer love do when you speak the same language i always kind of have a I don't know, because I don't know, just the kind of idea that you can fall in love with someone without speaking the same language is very romantic, and also, I don't know how real that is, (laughs) um, I suppose they can communicate in other ways, um, but, I don't know, there's a few films like that, like, in Love Actually, the Colin Firth storyline, I never understood really, that's like the weakest storyline, um, just because... I don't buy it this one I kind of buy it more because they're, they're kind of cute together and he's he's not creepy it's I don't know it's the it's the thing where the filmmaker is the main character and he doesn't and if I don't know I think if what am I trying to say I think it, he could have come across really creepy um but I don't really know I think it's kind of okay the romantic subplot is kind of okay and I don't mind it um I think Owen Wilson's really good in this one um but I mean both of them are. Both the brothers are. I think they're both really good. They're really... You can tell they kind of have a presence. I think if anyone else was in this, it wouldn't be as good. Like, I, I watched the first half of the short film, um, and, I mean, there's a lot of, about it, a lot about the short film, the Bottle Rocket short film was made before this, that isn't good. Um, the editing and some of the sound in there isn't good. But, like, you can tell... It looks like these actors... A, like, ready to be actors, if that makes sense, um, anyway, I need to put it in a place, um, I think it, I think if, if I'd just watched this, and I hadn't seen any other Wedazons films, may, maybe if I, if I was watching this in nine nine six, this this new director, these new, two new guys, these two new Southern Hansen guys have just come out, I'd be like, ah, it's kind of forgettable, like, but I think because it's his first film, I have kind of a fascination with people's firsts first things. Like, a lot of my favourite favorite musical artists, like, their first album is my favourite album. And it's not really the same with films, but I have kind of, like, a fascination of where people come from to where they are now in terms of, like, their artistic approach. Um, so I think it's... I'm going to put it in worth a watch if you're a Wes Anderson fan. But if you're not, then it's kind of forgettable. But it's not bad. Um, it's just... It's just not amazing. And it's the first film. Does um, it tell me the budget? Does the Wikipedia tell me the budget? Five million. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's a cheap film. It's, oh, I just fucking closed my tab. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> One second. I just closed my tab. Right, I need to start this again. Um, okay, so I've put Ball Rock in with and watch. To be honest, I'm going to preempt this and say that I like all these films so this might not be a very interesting tier list and obviously you can't see it as well. Um, There's none of these that I dislike and Butterfly Rocket is probably the weakest film in terms of all of them but we'll push on. Okay so the next one, released two years later, Rushmore. Um, uh, To be honest this is gonna be interesting because I don't know, I can't remember much about this film. And I think that's a problem. Like, Bill Murray's fine in it, you know, he's fun. It's always Anderson with Bill Murray, it's going to be fun. Um, Jason Schwartzman's obviously made for these kinds of roles, you know. Um, I do remember vaguely thinking, oh, this is another young kid falling in love with the adult and... Because he's quirky, it's fine. But when actually she shouldn't be entertaining it, this is weird. Get to <laughs> stop this right now. Um, I just let me just read a bit of the synopsis if you can jog my memory. But it's just really I'm I'm struggling to put it in anything other than forgettable right now because I can't remember much that happened. I remember something about an aquarium. I don't know. I'm gonna put it in forgettable. That's probably a mistake. And I remember enjoying it. Okay, so. I probably should have done this at the beginning, but I've got my letterbox. If you want to follow me on letterbox, um please do. My name is Ellis Carr. Okay, I rated it four stars, so I must have enjoyed it, but I just can't remember much about it. Um, oh, I didn't write a review. I was hoping that would help me. Damn. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a very three and a half, four star film. It's very fine, but I just can't remember much about it, so I'm going to put it in Forgettable. That's probably a mistake, but, you know, we need a bit of variety here. Okay, um, how are we doing? Right, the next one is The Royal Tenenbaums. Now, this is a really fun film. Um, let me get just the... Again, it's a similar thing. It's 2001. I think a lot of people really like this one. Um, the thing is, it's not that memorable for me as well um i'm kind of finding it a lot in these films but um it's definitely worth a watch because it's a great cast really interesting family dynamic um i'm struggling to (laughs) find things to say um i think it's a really interesting concept um and you know is it gene hackman it is gene hackman okay uh he's really good in it all the family are really good in it um the what's his name luke is his name luke wilson luke wilson's character's amazing amazing and i remember really liking his character in this film um gwyneth character character's really interesting with a creepy relationship with bill murray is it bill murray is he married to bill murray in this film i can't remember um i think it's really well casted really well performed really well directed i think he's definitely hitting his stride with this one um he kind of knows more about his style like rushmore you can just see like i'm looking at the list the release of his films and you can just see his style developing and you know so i'll put that in worth a watch um it definitely is please watch it i mean watch all these films all these films are worth a watch but i'm just rushmore i've put in forgettable because i'm an idiot anyway um Next one, Life Aquatic, Steve Zizu. I actually really love this one. Um, I know, I think a lot. Um, Bill Murray is someone that I really, he's one of my favorite actors, one of my favorite comedic actors. I think him and Wes are a perfect match. Um, I've heard a few stories about him not being the best person, especially towards women on set and in other places. And if that's so, that's heartbreaking. Um, And I I think it's difficult. I think that he's excellent in this film and I really love him in this film. Um, And... I don't. Th- I think this one didn't do that well. I think it was a bit of a flop. This one, but anyway, um, what am I trying to say? I'm, so, I'm trying to talk about like if the uh, stories about him that are coming out um, are affecting my opinion of this film. Like he's in a lot of these films. He's in nearly all of them, um, and I think I have a, my opinion on like, can you separate the art from the artist? I find it easier if I'm already a fan of that person for example Michael Jackson I wasn't a fan of Michael Jackson when I was younger so now I'm not really gonna listen to his music because of what it is. but if I was a huge fan of Michael Jackson when I was younger like I would still probably listen to him you know with like Kevin Spacey his films are a little bit tainted because I wasn't a huge fan of Kevin Spacey you see I like some of his films like American Beauty and Baby Driver and others, um, oh seven, obviously. Like I still really like those films, but you know it kind of tints it. So, with because I was such I'm such a fan of Bill Murray and his acting, I kind of I find it easy to separate art from the artist. But I don't know if I should. You know, I don't know if th- what is coming out. I don't even know if it's true. And I and I think it was a while ago now that the story started to come out. Um, I don't know anyway so Life Aquatic I'm gonna put it in down this is good because I really enjoyed Life Aquatic I have a love for films that are about wildlife and about adventure um and the sea and the ocean and all that sort of stuff I have I just as a kid I loved that kind of thing um and films that kind of are about someone who has a passion for that I really enjoy um and the outfits are cute (laughs) um but yeah, I lo- I really like this film. I love the style of it. I love the uh, the shot of them in the submarine. Like the kind of hints of animation in this one are really nice. I really love the style of it. This is one of my favorite films to look at Wes Anderson's, I think. Um and that's big praise because he makes some good good looking films. Um I was meant to go to a like a, a marathon screening of all his, of not all of his films, but some of his films, and they gave away like little red hats, and I wish I'd got one, but my friends went and they got one. Um. Anyway, yeah, I it's a really good film. Um, and it's a film about filmmaking, which is interesting, I guess. It's not really. Um. I guess it's it's about grief and about all those things he, because he loses his friend to the jaguar shark. Um. And Jack Cousteau, like. That's someone who I was aware of growing up, and I didn't know much about them, um, Jagusto, but I just knew who he was and what he did, and he was, like, this name that I knew and this name that I admired, but I knew nothing about them. I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't really know what he did. I just knew that he worked with animals, and as a kid, I was like, that's cool, and this is kind of about that as well. Um... Yeah, Naomi Wilson's really good in this. Kate Blanchett. I forgot God, I forgot she was in this. I forgot the whole storyline of the pregnant journalist, is it? Um anyway, it's a really good film. Um Yeah, I'm I'm doing that in Damn This is good. That's the first time this is good one. Um the next is what came out next? Ah, the Dodge Dra- Dar- God, my, the Dodge Dar- Gene Ling Limited. Now, I was hesitant hesitant to watch this film. Um I thought It would accidentally just open Steam on my computer. Um, I thought this would suffer from the Lost in Translation issue, um, which I'll explain, Uh, which is like the white people go to foreign country and it's a comedy because they don't understand anything and it's a crazy country and it makes no sense. And all the jokes are based around, look how funny these people are um, from the perspective of the white guy going there and in in Lost in Translation, it kind of goes too far with that, in my opinion. Like, it's still a fun film, the vibes are cool of the film, but, like, that stuff, I don't like about it. So, I kind of saw, I don't know what I saw of this film, but because it's in India, and it's these three guys, I don't know, I just was, I had reservations, but I didn't really get any of that from when I watched it, and I ended up really enjoying this film. I think they're i don't i'm an only child i don't have any brothers so i think it's more difficult for me to really love their relationship but i i did really find it interesting and i thought they they were very clear like younger brother middle brother older brother and the i think it's really fun that um thingy's character what's his name adrian brody. adrian brody adrian brody's character keeps wearing his dad's glasses but every time he looks at anything he has to take them off because he can't see through them. I think that's a really fascinating. Um, I don't know, you just get everything you need to know about that character is in that thing. And I think, I don't know, I did watch a documentary, not a documentary, like a, a making of. And I can't remember if that was an idea that was already in the script or if that was something that Adrian Brody and Wise came up with. But I think that's a perfect thing to like root the character in. Like he keeps putting his dad's glasses on, he keeps wearing his dad's glasses, but he can't see through them, and he has to keep taking them off every time he looks or talks or tries to do anything. He's constantly taking his glasses off in every single scene, putting them on his forehead. I think that's just a really interesting thing. Um, I think this film, when the boy dies and they well they try and save the boy from the river, I think it's a really I don't know, it just kind of the film kind of takes a breath. It's been really chaotic and catching trains and all that sort of stuff. I'm trying to reconnect with each other, but I think that 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 thing that part of the film is really beautiful. Um, and it's there's kind of when that part of the film, both them and I think the film shows a lot of respect to the culture that they're living in. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I really like this film. I'm going to go with Dan. That's he's good. We might change things at the end. Um, okay, next is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Really, that's the next one. Okay, I thought that was later, 2009. Um, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think it's wonderful. Um, like I was a fan of the book, obviously. Who was who wasn't? Um, but this film is just, it's amazing. There's just so much in this. It's it's a kid's it's not a kid's film, but it's an animated film and it's just beautiful and wonderful and incredibly charming. I love the bits when they're eating and it like they're really these civilized guys wearing suits, going to school, and then when they eat it's just chaos. Um I know, I I like the idea of him taking a children's story and turning it into what it is. So I'm gonna put him down that's good. I think it's a lot of people's favourites um, I remember loving it, um, and then I'm sure most of you know about the YouTuber Carson Winquist. I just like film reviews and stuff. I remember watching his video on it, and it's one of his favorite films. And I remember rewatching it because I I loved the film, but I was like, can I love this? It's it's kind of a kids' film, you know. And I remember rewatching it and just thinking, yeah, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. What? And also like to suddenly just go to animation, do this stop motion animation film. Oh, I just... It's amazing. Anyway, moving on. Um, Moonrise Kingdom. I actually don't know if people like Moonrise Kingdom. Well, all, obviously, all his films people like. I remember watching it and thinking, yeah, this is good. Anyway, and like just moving... Like, not really give... I, I don't think I've thought about this film since I watched it. Um which is making me put it in forgettable. It's probably still worth a watch because it is really good. Um, and I think it's... I th- I have a... Actually, no, I'm going to go worth a watch because I have a, a love for films that are about childhood and things that are from the childhood perspective. Like, if, if you know me in my, in my personal life, you know that those kind of themes are something I'm really drawn to. Um, and I think the main characters being children in this is really interesting and their story and their love story and all that is really interesting but i just remember not just kind of watching it you know not really engaging or loving it or just being like Ugh. not Ugh. that's that's the wrong side but just wrong noise but just kind of thinking yeah this is fine i guess i'm never going to think about this or want to watch this again um i'm looking oh man, his films are the cast of his films are crazy, <laughs> I'm just looking through the cast of this film like I don't remember the cast being that packed in this film but it is, jeez, half a guy tell in it so ne- wow that one's one of the highest rate of his films on letterbooks interesting okay so that was me and my kid, my head. I don't have much to say, it's probably unforgettable but I think, I remember liking it more than Rushmore which is why it's higher than Rushmore um, next one is the Grand Budapest Hotel, now this is everyone's favourite. Everyone's favourite film, everyone's favourite Wes Anderson film. It's definitely the point where he's like... He's found his... This is it now. This is his... This is his film, if that makes Like, I don't know how to explain it, but... Now, f- for a while, this film was the film that I pretended to like. I watched it once and was like, I have no idea what's happening here. Nothing that's happening on screen right now i understand what are their names what's happening there's a painting but like what was happening why are they running from the book bu- i just remember watching it for the first time i can't remember when i did but i watched this a while ago and thinking this makes no what is happening this- it was so intimidating like the depth of it was so intimidating but obviously everyone said it was amazing everyone said it was one of the best films ever made so i was i kind of pretended to like it I never really rewatched it. And then I rewatched it. I can't remember when I rewatched it. Maybe when I was at uni. Um, when I was studying film at uni, I just rewatched it. And I think every time I've watched it, I've enjoyed it more and understood it more, which I think is a positive and a negative. Um, and it's definitely a masterpiece, like objectively. It's incredible. But I just don't think it's my favourite of his because of it's it's very again it's very intimidating it's the same with um spirited away i know this these films are very different but it's a very intimidating film and the first time i watched it i was very intimidated by the by the the story and by the depth of it and all this kind of thing um anyway so i'm gonna i'm gonna put in damn this is good because it's an incredible film and i've watched it maybe three or four times now and i i like the film a lot but i just don't think i because of the first time i watched it i was so intimidated by it i can't love it but i think it's a lot of people's favorite films and i'm sorry if it's your favorite film um it's not gonna be my number one that's what i'll say Wow, he took a four-year break for the next one. Anyway, so the next one's Isle of Dogs. Now, this is the only one I've seen in the cinema. I saw this when it came out in 2018. Uh, I saw this with my mum. I think, I don't know what I'd seen by, I think by that time I'd seen Fantastic Mr. Fox and The Grandpa Best Hotel. I think those are the only two I'd seen by Wes Anderson at this point. And Grandpa Best Hotel I was still pretending to like. And Fantastic Mr. Fox I did like. But I heard a lot of hype about Isle of Dogs. A lot of people talking about it. Um, the trailer looked really interesting. I, this was kind of the point where I, knew, I think I was, I knew I was going to go and study film at uni. I think this came out before I went to study film. Um, so I was trying to like branch out and watch more interesting films, and I remember really liking it. Um, I'm going to put it in worth a watch because I don't think it feels as special or as beloved as his other films. I think it's just... I don't, it's really good, but I just don't think it's as, as good as, as, other, other, as other ones of his films. I just think it's just a good film. I think it still has the charm and all this sort of stuff, but I just don't think it's as good of a film. I think the animation's really interesting. Um, I, mean, I love that he went back to stop motion after Fantastic Mr. Fox. i love him to go back again. Um, I think... These probably these films probably take a well. while i mean yeah there was four years between um grand budapest hotel and this and i think maybe i don't know if this was the case but maybe coming from grand budapest hotel maybe he wanted to do something a little different and maybe it hurt isle of dogs because he'd just come off this beloved film that everyone loved nominated for oscar all this stuff and then come to isle of dogs and it's not as good I think maybe that hurts this film, because it's still an amazing film, but I think because people knew his last film was Grand Budapest Hotel, and his last animated film was Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think that hurt the film, but I think it's a perfectly fine film, and I think it's worth a watch. Right, his most recent film, The Friends Dish Batch. I didn't watch this at the cinema. I was going to, but I never got a chance. Um, I really liked it. I think thing is that I think it's very dense and similar to Grand Budapest Hotel very intimidating and I think it looks really nice the story I really like the story about the painter in prison is it in prison I think or in a mental hospital if that's the right way to describe it um and that's the one that I remember most I just didn't love it I found it quite hard to penetrate I didn't really connect with that i heard somebody say who it was somebody say that it's kind of like what what did they say um it's kind of like going to like an art museum and being like this obviously means something this is obviously amazing but i'm just not connecting with it and that's how i feel about this so i'm I'm putting it it's definitely an amazing film i'm putting it in with a watch not damn this is good because i i just don't think it is I don't think many people can connect to this film as, as, a, as opposed to the others. I think Grand Budapest Hotel has a similar issue, but I think that's just even a better film. Um, I think maybe if I watch Friends Dish Dispatch again, I'll appreciate it more, but I just don't really have an interest to watch it again, um, and I think that's a problem as well. Um, okay, that's all of them, so just a reminder, nothing in the haven't seen category because I've seen all of them. Nothing in the real bad category, because they're all good films. I've got Rushmore and Forgettable, which seems harsh, but it, I can't remember it, so I've got Bottle Rocket and Worth a Watch, only if you're interested in Wes Anderson. Uh, and then I've got Royal Bombs, Rumorized Kingdom, I Love Dogs, and The French Dispatch and Worth a Watch. And I've got Life Aquatic, The Dodgy Unlimited, Unlimited, Unlim- not Unlimited, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and Grand Budapest Hotel in Damn, this is good. And now I've got to decide what goes in number one. It's probably as fantastic Mr. Fox, you know? It's probably number one. It's probably the one I'm more likely to watch again. I think Life Aquatic is really up there for me. I'm really, it hurts me that that isn't in number one, just cause, I don't know, man, I just really loved it. I love the style, I love the costumes. I just, I don't know, I just really love that film. I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is kind of... I think, one, it's a good entry point to Wes Anderson. I don't think it's a very intimidating film. I think it's a really fun film. I think it's a great film about fatherhood and all those kind of things. I think it's it's really funny film as well. It's a really funny film. Like I mean, all of these films are really funny, but anyway. <sighs> Dodging Limit is really good as well. Fuck. Um, I think I'm going to stick with that. So, number one, Fantastic Mr. Fox. In In Damn, This Is Good which I did make up these titles, um, is Life Aquatic, then Dodging Limited, then The Grand Budapest Hotel, All In Damn This Is Good. In Worth A Watch, we've got Real tenenbombs Friends Dispatch, Isle Of Dogs, Moonrise Kingdom, and Bottle Rocket. And in Forgettable, we've got Rushmore. Ah, oh, that feels harsh on Rushmore, man. That feels harsh, but I'm sticking with it. You know, you gotta... In a filmography where all his films are good, it's very difficult to, put, to do a tier list, and I should have thought about that. But, you know, I wanted to do it. Um, before we finish on this little section, I wanted to look at his latest film, Asteroid C*. When's this coming out? Asteroid C* is an upcoming American romantic comedy drama film written and directed and produced by Wes Anderson. The cast has been described as being larger than most other Anderson films that are assembled in nature. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is being released domestically with focus focus features. Cast, Tilda Swinton, Angel Tom Hanks, Margot Robbie, Rupert Friend, Jason Swartzman, Schology, Johansson, Brian Cranston, Hope Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jeffrey Wright, Liev Schreiber. Oh my god. Maya Hawke, Fisher Stevens, Edwin Norton, Steve Carell, William Dafoe, Rita Wilson, Jarvis Cocker. Jesus. Okay, I wanted to talk a bit about what's next for Wes because I think that and I have a similar opinion to Christopher Nolan as well I think that the French Dispatch mm, did it, I don't know well, Tenet to me seemed like Chris Nolan going this is what I can do, bow down to me Um, and I think the French Dispatch kind of had a whiff of that Um, and a whiff of like fuck, look how clever I am which isn't necessarily a criticism, but I definitely felt that coming off the screen. So his if his next film is bigger, I'm worried. Um, I'd quite like him to go and do an Isle of Dogs. You know? Like, after Grand Budapest, I went and did an Isle of Dogs. But apparently Asteroid City is going to be huge, um, according to the Wikipedia thing I just read. So, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know when it's going to come out. Can I... Asteroid City... Was Anderson release date? 2000... 2022. I mean... I don't think so. Huh? I don't think it's released in 2022. I'm in 2022, and it hasn't been released yet. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Um... Oh, this, uh, this is an actual... IMDB has a, an actual fucking synopsis uh, An astronomy convention takes place At a desert town in the 1950s Where several students and their parents meet And their knowledge, experience and, time, and lives Overlap in unexpected ways So it'll kind of be a multiple story All convenient into one Which sounds good I think the French Dispatch Didn't really have enough of that I wanted the stories to connect more I think But you know anyway So that sounds good So I'm, I'm hopeful for it I will be in cinemas to watch it I'm looking forward to it as anything with this guy makes, because he's a master. I think he's definitely a modern genius, um, and I like that he has a style and sticks to it, and that there are loads of filmmakers coming through now that are inspired, let's say, not copied, but are inspired by him. Um, so, well done, Wes. I know you wanted to hear my opinion, and my, you wanted my validation. Well done, congratulations, you make good films. And according to me, Fantastic Mr. Fox is your best one. Um, let's see what Letterboxd thinks is the best one. So the best rated on Letterboxd is Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, then Fantastic Miss Fox. Then Real Tenenbaums. Mirrors Kingdom. Out of Dogs. Rushmore. Life Aquatic. All the way down there. Friends Dispatch. 3.8. I mean, that's still excellent. Um, but it's down below. Life Aquatic. And Rushmore. Um, what did I rate the highest? I probably... Because I'm scared. I probably rated Budapest Hotel the highest. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I think all of them, apart from Fantastic Mr. Fox and Grand Budapest Hotel, I rated four stars. Um, And Bottle Rocket with three and a half. Um, but I'm lying to myself. I think the rating for Grand Budapest Hotel is more about that I appreciate it. It's not my favourite. I would prefer to watch Life Aquatic, The Dodging Limited, and Fantastic Mr. Fox to Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, Shoot me, that's what I think. (laughs) Um, So yeah, if you disagreed with this, then I'm very sorry. Um, But this is my opinion, so don't get too angry. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm not sure how to finish this now. Um, So I'm just going to keep on talking and hopefully I'll do an outro. And here I am recording an outro. Wasn't that lovely? Me chatting about some Wes Anderson films. What? 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 Some? What? What good films they are too. Um, putting Fantastic Mr. Fox number one. How do we feel about that? In looking back, um, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with with that being the outcome. Um, I think. The more I've thought about it, I think Life Aquatic, I've definitely got a really soft uh, soft spot for and I kind of touch on that in the episode. Um, and obviously Grand Budapest Hotel, I feel like that's going to be a lot of people's number ones. But, you know, let me know. Let me know what, what your number one is. How would you rank rank them? Um, I don't really know how podcasts work. I hear a lot of people asking for reviews and stuff. If you do want to leave a review on the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast um then please do i'd love to hear what you think obviously i'm new at this give me some tips give me some ideas for episodes i've got a lot of formats um in in the planning stages a lot i've got a lot of things i want to do i guess i want to get on Uh, a lot of hot takes um no that's not what we're here for um we're not here for clips and hot takes Maybe maybe we'll get some we'll see um I will leave all my socials, I guess. I I guess I'm meant to do that as well. All my relevant social media in the description. Um, There will be timestamps in the description. But I guess this is the end of the episode, so that's irrelevant now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I probably should have said that at the beginning. Um, But that's fine. It's too late now, and I'm not going to edit it in. Because, you know, this is part of the charm of of the... of recording the first few episodes, you know, it's rough. It's not ready yet. It's cooking. We're just imagine in 150 episodes time when I'm a well-oiled machine doing podcasts, and you you look back at episode the first 10 episodes and think, wow, these guys come such a long way. Um, what a day that will be. Uh, and maybe we'll come back to that on my 150th episode. Um, but I, in all seriousness, I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, this is something this this podcast and this i don't know if this is going to be the first episode that that comes out um but i guess i can chat it now this is something that i've wanted to do for a little while now uh and i've been pretty nervous and i don't know to put yourself out there even though i'm not necessarily putting myself out there much doing this but to kind of do something off your own back and uh yeah, put yourself out there I guess is the best way of putting it It's uh, it's kind of nerve-wracking And maybe a little, you know, embarrassing I don't know I don't know if embarrassing is the right word But I appreciate if you are listening to this That you have listened to this And got this far, if anything Because who knows if this was entertaining or not I've had to listen to it a few times now for editing And crikey, I ramble on um, But you know Again, that's the charm of it. How many more times do I have to say this?? <laughs> um, hopefully I'm recording everything correctly. Um, I've, already, I've recorded a couple of episodes now, like the main parts of episodes, and I think on one of them, uh, I didn't record using the microphone. I recorded using my laptop microphone accent. Um, so you know, I'm learning. Um, but thank you all for listening to the Wang Wheel Coffee Table podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure um uh please please return please listen to more um yeah uh, i hope this went well and again i feel like every single section of this podcast so the intro the main chunk and now this i've kind of got to the end and thought how the hell do i finish this um we'll figure out a way to finish episodes more more better um than than this (laughs) maybe in the future we can get some of the the listeners involved maybe get a few get a few recommendations um from the listeners hey you know what if you're going to leave a review or if you're going to get if you're going to let me know that you've listened to the podcast give me a recommendation for a film or maybe a film that you think deserves a bit more credit um or a bit more recognition or just a film that you bloody love um but you just think you know more people should watch this um, because I think that's important because I think a lot of films um get you know get get squashed and get lost um I was watching an interview today um from the co one of the co-directors of everything everywhere all at once which i haven't seen actually and I really want to um but obviously they did uh, they directed Swiss Army man as well. And I just feel like that was a really a really nice film that a lot of people didn't watch. Um, so, you know, that's... I don't know if I'm going to do this every week, but it seems a bit... I don't know. It just seems a bit annoying to... say that... to give it a recommendation. I don't know. It just seems like, oh, my opinion's the best. Here's a recommendation. Um, but you know what? Maybe it is the best. <laughs> Obviously a joke. Um, but yeah. If you're going to leave a review... Maybe, yeah, maybe just chat about a film that you want more people to watch. And maybe that means more people will watch it if more people read that review. And maybe I'll read it out on the podcast. Um, I like how I'm saying this when I have no episode released, no listeners at all. I've told... I could count on my hands the amount of people I've told that I'm doing this podcast. Um, anyway, let's finish it now. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you have a good week. I hope you all stay safe. And... Um, Uh, I know Brett Goldstein (laughs) ends his podcast like this, but please be kind to each other. Um, I feel like people forget that. (laughs) What am I saying? Let's just end the podcast. Thank you so much for watching. It's been a pleasure. I'm new at this. Please forgive me. Goodbye.